What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 81. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Andy Nesbitt. He's back at home. Can I just clear something up off the, off the, off the top? I'm Andy Nesbitt with at for the win, uh, at Andy Nesbitt on socials. That's for my dad out there who goes I, every week. I love the podcast. I just wish I go, dad, everything's everywhere. You think of it? Well, yeah, <laughs> they should just, you should just say where you work. I work at for the win, everybody. Thank you for having me. He works at for the win, but he gives golf week his time, which is yes. nice. Um, but he's back. He's back from the Super Bowl. He's back home. He's got his dog back. Dog is back after a nine day stay at doggy daycare. It's like a boarding place where like they let him out during the day. They have small groups. And he runs around. They send you a report card every night, pictures of your dog. And uh, my dog has been sleeping like knocked out since they got home this morning. That- uh, the lady there was like, he's probably going to sleep for a little bit. Like, yeah, nine days of just pure stimulus. Like he's going to be, he's going to be asleep forever. That's awesome. So I'm guessing I think, I'm, I think I'm just as tired as he is too. <laughs> yeah. Both. How was, how was your week in LA? So Sunday night was Super Bowl. Obviously, I got I went to bed Sunday night at two a.m. after the Super Bowl, and my flight was out of LAX at eight. So I set my alarm for five a.m. because I was, you know, I had a good decent ride to the airport. LAX on Monday morning is brutal. So about two thirty to five that five a.m. wake up call came very fast after a very long day at the Super Bowl, and uh, couldn't sleep on flights yesterday. A flight from Jack Miami to Jacksonville got delayed an hour and a half, so I got home really late, and I'm I'm dying right now. God. But oh yeah, late all- because. Sometimes, you know, what kind of gets through my mind sometimes, especially when you're talking like LAX to like East Coast. Not only is it what, like a four hour flight, I don't even know, five hour flight. It's also like three more technically because time change. Yeah. That's time change thing, fucked like, me up sometimes. I don't think yeah. about time change. Yeah. So where's coming back? Because I left at 8 a.m. Uh, and I got home at 10 o'clock our time. God. Yeah. It was a brutal beatdown. It's almost like time travel when you think about it. <laughs> I know. Going out there is the best. You lose time, obviously, or gain time, but yeah. But yeah, unbelievable week out in Los Angeles. Met some uh, coworkers, talked to a lot of famous athletes, had a lot, asked a lot of stupid questions. And then we wrapped it all up at the end of the game. After like two hours after the Super Bowl, they let you go down on the field and just kind of hang out. And so we went down there and we saw a box of champagne that the Rams had and no one was drinking it. So we're like, well, we should probably take one of those bottles of champagne. So me and my two coworkers grabbed the champagne, opened it up, had a couple of glasses out there while we uh, walked around the, the Super Bowl field. It was pretty cool. That is sick. I saw the pictures you were posting on Twitter. That had to be probably one of the better, better parts of the week. That's fun. Yeah, the first one I ever went to was the uh, Santonio Holmes catch, you know, the, when the uh, Steelers beat the yeah. Cardinals. I was working for the NFL, and it was the first time I ever went on the field. Like, for that one, there was obviously went down to – we all went down to where his toes touched in, you know, for the touchdown mm-hmm. of the game when he touched down. And it was just to think, like, you know, a couple hours before that, billions of people had their eyes, like, on that one small little spot. And so it was cool to walk out in the field in SoFi. SoFi is absolutely ridiculous stadium. And to like get that view from like on the field, and like to look up and see what the player, it's just insane. I don't know. It's- yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've, obviously there was a bunch of videos being posted from people in the crowd. I don't know if I ever comprehended like how big that stadium is. It's gigantic. It's gigantic and it's built into the ground. So the field level is below the ground. Crazy. And then like you, like the whole, the grounds of the place you, you, we, where you check your ticket, then you step in, there's still so much space. There's like, Oh, there's a man-made pond slash lake. There's, palm trees everywhere there's you know nice little dining areas party areas it felt like it didn't feel anything like like a regular stadium it felt very la very chic it's nice for them to build a nice stadium for all the visiting fans every week <laughs> yeah there was, there was a lot of Bengals fans there too uh, on sunday night it was definitely probably like 70 30 Bengals fans like maybe a million people are celebrating the rams win they have no fans no, I talked to Eric Dickerson about that, a Rams legend last week, and he made a good point. He's like, the Rams went away for 22 years. He goes, if I went, if I left my wife for 22 years and I just came back, like, she'd be like, I'm back. She'd be like, we're going to need some time to, like, reacquaint Correct. ourselves with you. So uh, the Rams fan base gets shit on a lot, and rightfully so, but, uh, you know, two Super Bowls they've been to now since they've been back there, 1-1. Like the, the the Chargers suffered the biggest loss Sunday night because mm-hmm. no one, you know, they're 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 never gonna catch on there now. And you know, I think the Rams winning a Super Bowl, their fan base will come back. Even though the rumors are like everybody's just gone. Yeah, I saw Sean McVay might be gone. Like, a, that's a couple, crazy. Like a new thing like twenty minutes ago, somebody asked him if he's gonna come back to coach. He was like, I don't know. Which yeah. is wild. He's at what 36 is he, 30, years 30, old. Yeah, crazy. 
36, but then like he could go just be an announcer and get paid all that money and like not have to sit in a coaching room for 18 hours a day. Correct. Yeah. He's always kind of talked about early retirement though, but it was a good game. The refs kind of took over at the end, which kind of sucks. But. Yeah, it was a good, good game. Tough calls there. That one holding call seemed bad. And like that one roughing call, I guess it was helmet to helmet. Um, was yeah, like, and then there was like oh. they just missed the offensive line for the Rams going off sides by a solid half a second. Everybody moved. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, yeah it sucked. Um, but it was a good Super Bowl. The halftime performance was great. Yeah, I had to rewatch it. I rewatched it last time I got home because in, in the um, – in the uh, stadium, the sound wasn't all that great. It's obviously it's made for TV and not for the people that are there. So yeah. the sound wasn't that great inside. But uh, I rewatched the last night. It was awesome. And then late Sunday night, I was in the bowels of the stadium. I was hanging around the Bengals locker room waiting for Joe Burrow to come out so I could take a video. I wanted to see like what he was going to come out as. And uh, Eminem walked right past me, literally shoulder to shoulder. He was I in saw a that. Doggy, he was in a doggy style uh, jacket. And uh, he looked, it was really short. I'm like, oh, that's Eminem. Yeah, isn't it M like 5'7? Yeah, he's super tiny. Ken, uh, Kendrick is the same way. I think Kendrick's like 5'7. Five, five, yeah, eight, I was watching that last yeah. night and I was like, man, he's really short. Yeah. But then Burrow came out in that same suit that he wore before the game. That's that tough, man. Bring a, bring a change of clothes. Bring just like a <laughs> sweatsuit or something, like Bengals sweatpants hoodie and just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and that so I waited around for like an hour, literally. Like the Bengals uh, equipment guys were putting stuff in bags and like putting in trucks right behind me, and I'm just sitting there, kind of like a stalker. Like I got to get this video, and finally he comes out, and I take like a 35 second long video and post it, and then suddenly like Bleacher Report and ESPN hit me up on DMs like, "Can we use your video? Can we do this?" So it's got over 350 thousand views on that Jeez. video. So, yeah. I know I, it was funny. I th- I think you posted on Instagram too. And yeah. um, like the top comments or whatever get previewed below every post. Everybody knows how fucking Instagram works. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I saw a sports center comment like DM on like on your post, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, was, there was a lot of weird. I had like three, I had like three comments on that. One was like, Jesus will save you. And then the next one was like some other weird thing. And the third was like, hey, it's ESPN DM, DM us. I'm like, Instagram's so weird. <laughs> social media is so weird. Yeah, I hate social media. God, yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. I, I was rooting for the Bengals. I bet on the Bengals and they covered, so I'll take that. That's uh, nice. Yeah. So that's what, what was it? Three point. What was the final score? Three points. Yeah, it was four uh, and a half. Twenty-three twenty. I had them at four and a half. Yeah, that's good. That's a good win. Yeah, I didn't feel super comfortable with my money line, but so I took them the spread. Yeah. Uh, someone else I took this week, which I finally won, so my loser tag can get uh, revoked. Scotty. I was so I was sitting in the uh, auxiliary press box. The game was going on, or it was just starting, and uh, I was trying to watch it on my YouTube TV. And I, you know, I was on my thing. I was I had so much stuff going on. And all of a sudden, I saw a tweet from. I missed. I forgot the playoff because everything started going into the Super Bowl. And I just saw a tweet from you going, "I got one." And I'm like, "Oh shoot, he got one!" Scotty <laughs> Scheffler finally got it for him, dude. The uh, on 18, he stuffed it to like five feet in regulation. And I saw I said, that. And then I was like, I cannot wait to tweet at Andy here in a second when he makes his putt. He yeah. shoves it, doesn't even touch the hole. Five footer doesn't even touch the hole. I and saw Blade, that putt. I was watching that part. That was an awful putt. Blade I was, was the one wide open. Back. Blade was wide open, mm-hmm. and he makes a comebacker. Thankfully, and they go to a playoff. And the first thing I think about is like, I cannot wait to get called the loser again on the show. If you, if you the lost. third playoff loss in in you. six events. In six events, it would have been three playoff losses. That would have been, oh, man, now I wish that happened. Man, that would have been so much better. But it's a win, so congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we finally got one. It's been brutal. <laughs> and last week, you've been taking Scotty Scheffler like every week of your life, and last week I actually went out of my way to laugh at you and be like, you can't go Scotty Scheffler again. And you stuck with him, and look at you. You got rewarded. It would have been the only thing worse than taking Scotty again and losing would have been not taking Scotty. And this is the week that he won. That would have been way worse than losing again. So, yeah. and all jokes aside, like I make fun of your losses, but you are like red hot right now. You've got two guys that should have won. Then you got a third one. Like you are like electric right now. So I do call you a loser, but I call it in jest. Like you're, you're on fire right now. No, we got some, well, now we got some units to play with. Cause I was down. I don't know, like eight or nine units on outrights, and then you win mm-hmm. one outright, and all of a sudden we're up, I think, like 21 units in, yeah. 20, in what, six weeks? It's fucking awesome. So, can, I tell you, can I tell you about, about this gambling guy I met in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he works for us. He's in, like, video for, like, 
he works under like Chris Perone, like a big boss of uh, US yeah. Today Sports Group. And we went out for drinks Tuesday night, like a big group of us. And he's like, oh, I've never met this guy. He's like, hey, Andy, let me tell you about how I gamble on golf. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I don't know anything about golf. I don't watch golf. He goes, I have a spreadsheet where I like, I like put in all these things. And then when it gets down to like this one guy, like all the numbers point to this one guy, I pick that guy. And I'm like, all right. Like, have you had any success? He goes, last week I picked some guy named uh, Tom Hoge, Hoge, Hoge. And I go, Hoagie? And he goes, yeah, I picked him to win Pebble Beach. And I had two other bets with him. And like, he's like, I didn't know who he was. It all just kind of like went to his name. And I'm like, what? And he goes, this week, I, I go, who do you have this week? He goes, this week, I have Louis Eistenheisen or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, doesn't know who these golfers are. Out of the first seven events, he's won two of them. Unbelievable. He, he picked Tom Hoagie to win the pedal, like, not even knowing who he was. Picked him before, put money on him, and it was like, he won three different ways with Tom Hoagie. And so I go, who? So he had Louis Eustheisen. So I switched my... Uh, I switched my suicide pool bet to Louis Oosthuizen and he ended up finishing like 12th or something like that. Yeah. He had a good week. I would have never, he was never on my radar, but I was like, this guy's riding Oosthuizen. Like he was tied for first or like in top five after the first day. And I just sent it to our boss, Brown. I'm like, this guy, we have to get this guy on the podcast. Where is this guy? And he's got his brother. His brother works for us too. And the two of them are just classic, like just classic. I think they're from New York. And uh, his brother goes, yeah, he doesn't even watch golf. He goes, the other day we had an hour-long debate uh, argument over how there's a five-wood. He didn't even know there's a five-wood. <laughs> this guy is just gambling. Did he email <laughs> you the spreadsheet? We need that spreadsheet. I know. Like, you need, he's like, ah. He was like, I don't know. I don't want to give the answers away like that. And I'm like, this spreadsheet? He, he, he picked Tom Hoagie to win. He's never watched he, golf. I, I, he was like 90 to 1 to win that tournament, too, or something ridiculous. Yeah. Not like picking like a 5 to 1 winner. Yeah, and we're sitting there talking about it. And as we're talking about it, the Bucks were playing the Lakers on the TV in the bar. And he goes, it was the first half. And he's got, I got the Bucks here giving two and a half at halftime. And uh, the Bucks were up by like 20 and a half. I'm like, this guy, Jesus. Unbelievable. Tom Hoagie. He picked Tom Hoagie. Shout out Tom Hoagie. That's insane. No one was riding Tom Hoagie. Do you know, do you know the other winner? The huh? What was the other winner? Uh, I forget. Do you remember? Around, but I, I was, wonder if it was one. Um, it couldn't have been Luke List. I mean, maybe. It I was. think it might have been. Luke. No, it was. No, he had Luke. Yeah, he had Luke List. And at the had, Farmers? Yeah. Wow. So he had like a 90 to 1 win. And I think Luke List was like 70 to 1. Yeah. And he just goes, I, he goes, I just spent an hour, an hour and a half handicapping it into my into my spreadsheet. He puts it all down and like some formula gets down and then all of a sudden there'll be one guy in the green. He'll go, oh, that's my pick for this. Yeah. Week. Those Excel documents you can just get like. Yeah, <laughs> automatically generated. That's insane. <laughs> I was I like, "Oh my god, we have to get this. We have to get him on the podcast have sometime. To. Uh, maybe before What's the his name? What's his name? We'll just do like a one minute segment. Will he? Yeah, record Jeff, Jeff, Clark. Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark. Clark. Sixty before, seconds. Maybe before the players or like one of the big tournaments, we should have him on. And just That's the easiest segment of all time. Clark, sixty yeah. seconds. Give me, Clark. give me his big top three picks. And his brother is Will Clark, who reminds me of the former baseball player. And the two of them just argue back and forth with each other. Like I'm like, <laughs> I kept telling our boss, like, these guys need to have their own reality show because they're tremendous characters. That's awesome. Yeah. That's sick. I need that. Spread. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I switched to Louis Oosthuizen. I'm like, he wasn't even, I didn't even thought of Louis Oosthuizen. Well, he hasn't played on, before that, his last start on tour was like, <laughs> I don't even know, like the seat, like six months ago or five months yeah, ago. Yeah, so he probably had money on him, top 20 and stuff. And like, yeah, he, probably everywhere. Top 20, off. top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had Scotty. I also was, um, I was up on position plays for the week. We'll get into all that when we get into Genesis. I'll recap mm-hmm. the bets. But we had a good week. And now we're up almost like 30 units in six or seven weeks. So we yeah, you're, you're red hot. We like that. Um, I can't wait to see who you like this week because I'm I like to- everyone. I have I have 10 names oh, yeah. for you to go. Yeah. Um, Patrick Cantlay getting back to the Phoenix Open. Patrick Cantlay refuses to play bad golf. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that the other day while I was watching. Like, Why don't we never talk about Patrick Cantlay? I never mentioned his name on the show ever. And that never. is one that is one thing you'll notice as we keep doing that. I don't love to bet on the first like couple guys and the odds. I don't yeah. know why. I've always like never really betted, except if it's Rory, I'll bet on Rory or like yeah. JT. True. 
Um, but I have a hard Dude. time betting on Rom and Cantlay for some reason right now because they're so obvious and they're worth nothing odd sheets that it's like not even that big of a win if you win. Yeah, a friend of mine, a friend of mine picked um, Rom last week in our suicide pool. Seven people in our pool of like three hundred picked Rom, and I was like, yeah, you can't. What a you got, like, choice. You got to save him for like the big tournaments where there's a lot of mon- a lot more money at stake. And he's like, well, he always plays well here, and like. If you pick one of those guys, like I always has, like you need to get the most bang for your buck back. And Rom, oh, that's a terrible choice. Rom finished T ten or something like that, and like it's safe. But like I use the new size, and then we got you know twelve. It's not that big of a drop, and you gotta save those guys for the big events. I was watching the coverage on Saturday morning, and obviously they go on ESPN Plus. They showed sixteen a lot, and I, honest to God, forgot that Rom was in the field until I saw his T sheet on um, T shot on sixteen. Because it, yeah. it was the first time we haven't seen him in a while. I'm like, oh, he's not on TV, like, out of mind. He's not playing. We haven't yeah, seen him not up there in, what, six months, eight months? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But Cantley's been there. I was just looking. He's four events this year, four top tens. It's ridiculous. And, and he's, yeah, he's been, like, he's been, like, the big name in, like, the last four. So it is, it's hard to take him because he's always going to be one or two in, in this. But, um, you know, with this week coming up with all the big names, you know, it's, it's time to start using somebody he, big. Yeah, this one, this week is going to be insane. And I got a couple of questions. Obviously, I don't know how much you watched the golf just because you were at the Super Bowl. Did you see any coverage on Saturday? Uh, I saw the, I saw the social ones, like the hole-in-ones and um, the shirts being ripped off. <laughs> Shut our guy, guy <laughs> Harry. I love that. Uh, no, it was... They did this thing where they set up Ballionis and Colt Nost on 16 with Michael. Oh, yeah. Nelson, and they were just sitting on the tee box. That's the best golf coverage that CBS has made in, I don't even know, my life. CBS has gotten a lot better. Since I don't know why they don't do that all the time. Yeah. Col- they, they, they gotta- I think Colt Nost should be on TV. I think he should be in the booth or yeah. full time, not just on course. Like he needs to be on TV way more. No, I think he, I think, I think he's best when he's following groups. Yeah, uh, like or like they they use him perfectly to like sixteen like that like a big events they they if he's in the booth I think he'll kind of get lost in there like he needs to be out on the grounds like in the in the, he's in a the nice switch up but it's the smartest CBS and ever since they got their new producer like their old guy left it's like you can last year you can tell that they're thinking differently uh, which is great for viewers and it's gotten a lot better and I wonder still have Faldo, but the rest of the stuff is really good I was just about to mention his name I it's starting to pick up a little bit throughout like the golf world for i guess people that don't follow golf all the time or maybe just watch the masters or something like like faldo on tv i think it's yeah. starting to pick up steam a little bit more that faldo sucks at his job yeah he's the, he's easily the worst part of that whole broadcast he's terrible and he's the, and he's on it so much he's the lead analyst it's like he's a, yeah we don't only have to watch him on cbs he's also early coverage on golf channel which i still yeah. don't know why he has to be on that no he should have been fired after that whole uh thing at tory he's awful yeah he's very bad yeah and that's the other other thing i was gonna ask that harry higgs and joel damon thing was electric <laughs> two dad bods out there like maybe feel good about myself yeah they were going back on twitter the night before and like if this got a certain amount of retweets i'll take off my shirt and then everybody's <laughs> like nah nah i'm not gonna do that and then they did it it was un- it was unbelievable <laughs> That's what like that's like this that golf tournament now is becoming one of my favorite of the year. And I like, we talked about it, like the back nine is exciting. Like it's a it's a good course down the back nine, especially 17. And um, you know, there's just that festive environment is just so it's it's infectious, I think. And you know, good for them. Although I saw we'll talk about the hole in ones, but there was one guy who chipped in from off the green, never even threw their bottles on the green. It's like, all right, you jump the shark there. Like just for hole in ones, go crazy. You don't need to throw beer cans after they chip in. Yeah, and that was and it was funny because Shambly is is good at his job. Brandon's yeah. good at his job, yeah. and he's he was right on top of it. It's the first time really we've seen a major media outlet be like, "This is good for the game of golf," and this is how you grow the game of golf. Is every once in a while you just got to be like, "Let's just have fun, man. Let's just get mm-hmm. drunk, drink beer, play golf, and celebrate the game." And he seems to be the only one. A lot. It is funny watching TV. You can kind of. <laughs> like hear the annoyance in some of the guys' voices when they have to announce that tournament. Yeah. Like almost like they don't like it. And I don't understand why. I think it uh I think it'd be smart for other events to copy that and like make make a part 3 towards the end a stadium. 
because part three is if you're a casual fan, it's really easy to watch, right? You're going to see Correct. a guy from 150 yards hit a shot. It's either going to go near the hole or it's going to go off the hole. And it's going to be an easy, festive moment if it goes close. Like, you don't really need to know a lot about golf. You it's easy to digest. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's not some long par five or par four where you got to follow a tee shot, follow an approach shot. It's just like, it's just for, for people that just want to sit there and get hammered and watch guys hit shots. Yeah. Know? It's, it's so. very, for the casual fan, it's very easy to tell if it's bad or not. Or if it's yeah. Bad. I don't know why others, I don't know why other courses uh, haven't been like, you know what, let's go in on this too. Let's, 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 let's build arenas around par threes. Yeah, it's aw- that tournament is amazing to have once a year. I think there should be a couple venues where you just the week you just have a good time. I don't know. I don't know why it's. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy that didn't have a good time at the Waste Management Open. He actually ended up coming in last. That was Charlie Hoffman. He went. Did he come on, in last? He came in dead last, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, as most of you probably know, listening to this show right now, he post on Instagram on Friday night after a rules violation. And he just went scorched earth on everybody. Yeah. Everyone. He was like, this rules are BS. The PGA and the, he went after the USGA for some reason. He went after everybody uh, that players don't get protected and whatever. Don't as get he's protected. Don't get protected as he's <laughs> probably earned what over $30 million in his PGA tour career. He's won what one time he gets yeah. pension after he retires, they get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to come in fifth place. And, but the players don't get protected at all, which is, but yeah, all that's great and all, but if they don't help him with a drop, correct. A and he said, ball, like, how dare they? And I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia because of this. And the funniest thing about the whole thing was, that he said that he did the drop by the book, but didn't realize the rule hadn't changed. So you didn't do it by the book, you dumbass. <laughs> you don't know the rule. Just say you no. don't know the rules and you effed up. That's all you had to say. Yeah. And I it, did it by the book, but I didn't know the rule. All right. So you didn't then. So you didn't do it by the book, jackass. Whatever. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Where and he tagged the, the people. It was, it was very funny. He tagged. The PGA Tour, USGA, the Saudi for some reason, and then he tagged Barstool Sports and Riggs like he could do anything about it. It's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. It was unbelievable. And then it was like he was looking for Riggs to agree with them, and Riggs was like, "You mad, dude? Like, what are you talking yeah. about?" But imagine me, like, imagine seeing him doing that. Like, he's sitting in the corner, like he's like at Fox Sports, at CBS Sports, at <laughs> blah, blah, blah. hashtag Saudi Arabia, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, he's just because he like lost a stroke on a drop. And then, then he posted, he's like, that'll take care of things. Everyone's going to have my back here. And everyone did not have your back. Absolutely here. not. And the only guys to have your back are psychopaths in Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> yeah, Friday. It was Friday, right? It was yeah. Friday. I did this thing with Eli Manning where I judged him, uh, what judged a nacho eating contest. So I was like, <laughs> well, that was a weird thing. And then like that ended. I like, started looking at my phone. And I'm like, Wait, what the heck's going on over there? Like, what just happened? And I just saw everyone, every golf person on Twitter was just went all in together. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. And then of course the next morning he posted a picture of him in a dump truck or like a garbage truck. And he was like, Man, do I have a mess to clean up from last yeah. night? And he tried to like apologize or whatever. It was the classic, I don't want my sponsors to drop me post. It was unbelievable. And of course it had to be Phil and Bryson saying, you're right, man, we have your back. Yeah. It's like, can you just go play in Saudi Arabia? So I never have to see your faces ever again. That would be fantastic. Please. Yeah. Saudi Arabia where they, uh, they don't protect journalists. They, they kill the journalists like, for, be, for being journalists. Like it's very ironic. So many, they think they're more they've protected. Done so in many Saudi horrible Arabia. things, but he's not protected because his little ball went back into the water. And that's not fair. I'm going to go to Saudi get the, and Charlie Hoffman was like likable before that. That was the surprising thing. He's just always kind of been like when he had the long hair. And yeah. since kind of was like, oh, it's Charlie Hoffman. He's going to lead first day of the Masters and never be seen. Absolutely, again. he will be the easiest eye open at sixty five at Augusta every year. Yeah, yeah. And like that was weird. And it was just so. I love when those moments happen on Twitter where everyone's like, "Watch this!" Like you think it's going to go that way for you? Like no, everyone's going to hate your guts for it. It, it was great. I've uh, bef- before Bryson kind of came onto the scene and I started hating his guts and everything he did. Uh, I actually hated Charlie Hoffman. Really? And it was from when, and it was from when I was, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. I thought after he hit the ball, he like looked at it weird. 
like he like turns his head and kind of like shakes it oh, yeah. and does this thing while he's looking at the ball. And yeah. when I watched golf when I was like younger, I couldn't stand it. So I've hated wow. him ever since. I don't know that's why. Very, that's very Seinfeld esque of you. Like. I'm holding he on to the grudge one at a time. I yeah, yeah, it's you're, very you're like, close talker. I couldn't it doesn't. Deal with it. it doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't affect <laughs> me. But for some reason, the way he tilts his head as he looks at the ball in the air, he like twitches the shit, and you can see the the green glove in the background. I don't yeah. know why. I've hated him for forever. I just didn't like his green glove. Yeah, I did. I don't know. Shout out Charlie Hoffman. I think that's it. Do we have anything else for the waste management before we get into one of the best terms of the year? How long did it take for them to clean the, those beer cans off? I th- it I was like a solid 10, 15 minutes. It was yeah. a lot. I kept watching the highlights of it and like stunned that no one got hit by like pelted by beer cans. Like none of the Yeah, players. Colt Nost and Amanda got some spray. I don't think they got hit. I don't think yeah. Sam got hit. And you almost kind of feel you almost kind of feel for Carlos Ortiz because it's still cool, but the second one is not as cool as the first one. No, especially since it hasn't happened since 2015. Everybody's like waiting for it to happen, and did then and then all the did you did you, did you see the PGA Tour video of the uh, the guy the guy who cuts the hole and like he comes out in the morning and the whole crowd is there in 16 all ready to go. Yeah, and they're yeah. like cheering him on as he cuts the hole and he like looks around and he puts the thing in the ground and goes. <laughs> yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends was like oh so that's 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 dorky i'm like come on it's fucking it's that's fun funny. it's a fun thing at a golf tournament relax funny, i loved it yeah it's I not that it. deep man that's just funny yeah I mean, everybody everyone there gets there at what 5 30 in the morning to wait to go yeah in. and they everyone, sprint from the entrance to get everyone's there. drunk by eight like it's just yeah everyone's just in there for a good time yeah did you actually like, before did you see the video of the kid driving the golf cart no you didn't see that video Kid driving the golf cart. No. And he go, go on my Twitter. I wrote a I wrote a little quick thing for Golf Week this weekend about it. It is one of the best videos I've ever seen from a, a golf tournament. And now that I'm looking at it, Twitter might have taken it down for me. Oh. No, no, no. They didn't. It's not that far down my Twitter. Man, that picture of the guy passed out at uh at 10 19 a.m i just saw that one at the voice manager he's passed <laughs> yeah. out yeah it's only on a couple down from that face first on the ground oh. <laughs> he's hitting the oh my god gets his full gas and they're like no 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 <laughs> oh my god dude i watched that video no less than 200 times it was unbelievable <laughs> the kid just what got whiskey throttle and could not stop <laughs> the father ends up on the ground. Like Dude, that's the like, that's the practice green. That people are uh, players are warming up, and it's onto the practice green. How did the kid get onto that golf cart? Oh, the dad's probably like, drunk as hell already. He doesn't care. The kid's like, "This is my chance. I'm gonna." Hit. And then that old lady gets barely gets out of like he could have killed that lady. Dude, when it first got the PGA Tour, I think took it down, which is wild. They think they own that video. Uh, yeah. but people in the, in the thread were like screenshotting different aspects of the video <laughs> and one's like zoomed in the kid just runs over this lady's foot. Her foot is flat underneath one of the tires. Oh. It's his face. And he's got one hand on the wheel as he goes by the camera and his face is like this. He's like, was, <laughs> that is incredible. Go to at Riley Hamill. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so funny. It's up on oh. golf week too. I put it on golf week, but so, so one of the good. best videos ever. But I think that's it. I can't believe you didn't see that. That's like your kind of no. video. You would have wrote yeah. about that in two seconds if you. Oh, <laughs> if you easily. <laughs> that's tremendous. I can't. I can't stop watching it. The kid's foot is totally pressed down. Like <laughs> his left leg is out of the, the cart. He's just all right foot gas. All right foot. The, all right foot. The, the dad, the dad is trying his best with his hand on the steering wheel, and his dad ends up on the ground at the end. The drink goes everywhere. Unbelievable! What a father-son <laughs> moment. Unbelievable video. It's fantastic. That kid and that father, they'll play that at that kid's wedding. They'll, they'll play that video every chance they get. Oh, my God. That video is fantastic. <laughs> so good. The kid's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I'm so glad you hadn't seen it. So that was like oh a reaction. God. That's a great video. <laughs> I love the kid's wearing shades. He's like, yeah. this is my chance. Let's go. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it took me it took me a couple watches to realize that he drove onto the practice putting green. Like just Roy or JT could have been warming up and got hit by a rogue golf cart. I'm yeah. Crazy. But yeah. that's it from the Phoenix Open. One of the better tournaments. Better the one of the better watches of the year is always that tournament. 
Um, but this yeah, week, Scotty Scheffler with the win. Scotty Scheffler, we got one. So that's sick. And oh, this week, that young kid, I, I I forget his name. He can't. He, he had that Sahith. emotional. Yeah, Sahith the Gala. He's, He's gonna the be man. A stud, huh? He's going to be a stud. Kid's got serious game. And I was a little nervous for him on Saturday just because he was paired with Brooks, paired with Xander, made an early double. And I'm like, he's about to do what yeah. every young kid does is like shoot 75, 76 and plays way out of the tournament. Comes back. I think he even turned one under. He ended up shooting two or three under, I think, and leading after uh, 54 holes. It's like, man, this kid might win. And he played pretty good on Sunday, just not enough. Yeah, it was cool. I saw that he said like on Saturdays, like, I can't believe I'm playing with Brooks and Xander. Like, this is amazing. I used yeah. to watch you guys on TV. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's weird we're getting to a point where the pros coming in now aren't watching Tiger. They're going to be like, man, I, I grew up watching Justin Thomas. I yeah. I'm playing with Justin Thomas. Wild. I can't believe I'm playing with Tony Fino. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Kevin Streelman? Actually, I'm making fun of it. That's kind of like my generation a little bit. Because when we were 12 or 13, Tiger was like not doing that much. Yeah. Right? 2015, 20, like 14. The first memory I really have of Tiger is him like, you know, the incident. Yeah. The, uh, you know, shot the hydrant. Um, but anyway, the Genesis. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Genesis? When I say the Genesis, what's the first thing that comes to mind? an email that I sent to Riviera years ago, begging to play their course on any day in which I said, quote, I respect the game and I'm a, I'm a very respectful player. And I'd love to come in on a day. Maybe when there's just, um, when there's no one there, make on a Tuesday I shot my shot. And they replied back to me like the, the head of customer service is like, unfortunately you can only play here. If you're a member, we, we do hope that your dreams come true at some point and just keep, just keep pushing. I, I wrote back an even nicer reply. Thank you so much. So kind, hoping that like, it's kind of like Chipotle when you you'd be extra kind to the yeah, person yeah, giving yeah. you the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Hope that you'll get more chicken. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I never got to play Riviera, so I, I always think of those sweet emails I sent to the Riviera. My name is Andy Nesbitt. I respect the game. I think Therefore, I, even put in there, I should like, play Riviera. I, I think I even put in there like I was. An, I think I lied about my handicap. I think I told him I was an eight. I feel like that would be impressive. Like, yeah, yeah. We gotta get this eight handicap in here. This who's not a member. <laughs> Yeah, this random guy that works for Fox to get him down to the golf course. Unbelievable. Yes, that's what I think of. I think. What do you think of? Um, it's, it's hard not to think of Tiger. This is like Tiger. It's very funny that this is Tiger's tournament. Never even come close to winning this thing. Right. Never won this tournament. No, I think of uh, Dustin Johnson. You know how Charles Howell III is like the Sony Open? Oh, yeah. I was looking at my notes. This today. is the Dustin Johnson Invitational. Yeah. It's the Genesis. Uh, Max last year, because that was my biggest win so far in my golf betting career. Uh, mm-hmm. hundred bucks, won seven grand. Whoa. Yeah. So don't max. Jeez. That was, yeah, that was huge. Damn. Uh, but I love this week though. Besides, I think, I think of the trees. I think of the trees. Yeah. Like, like the, 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 the ghosty tree. looking. Cle- yeah. They're like horror movie looking trees. Yeah. And like the whole setting, like I've been to the tournament, walked it, and like it's all just down in this valley between, you know, you travel through like these neighborhoods to get there. They're all just ridiculous houses. The Pacific Palisades is just for millionaires only. And then you pull into a Riviera, that first tee box. This looks like the most fun opening tee shot. One of my first, one of my favorite first holes in golf. Yeah. Straight downhill. Yeah. Straight downhill. Like these guys are all like, it's an easy birdie for them. Possible Eagle. What a great way to start your round. Feeling good. to the Yeah. You almost have to make Eagle to gain strokes on the field on that hole. Every, if 80% of the field is going to birdie that hole every day. But then like, and I always think the 18th hole is a perfect hole too, because you know, you can get in the fairway, but you can be, you can have tree trouble and you got to shape shots and that green is tough. And then everyone's on that hill. It's a perfect, you know, stadium sit setting up there. Yeah. And it's just, uh, then, oh, of course, the 10th hole, the 10th hole is the best par four, short par four in all golf. Yeah. They mentioned it a couple of times when they were talking about 17 in Scottsdale, but at 10, I don't know how you can beat 10. It's the best. There's, you can't go anywhere. No. <laughs> you can't, a drivable par four in, when you're thinking about it, should every guy should have like a pretty decent looking birdie if they hit a good tee shot. Mm-hmm. You might make six if you hit a good tee shot on 10. And a lot of guys will go left, even so left, like they're like behind trees because it gives you a better angle in. Yeah. But then you got to stop your ball on the green because then there are these two huge bunkers front and back where if you go in those, trying to land it on the green. Like Max Homa said his best shot last year was like the uh, bunker shot he hit there, I think, on Sunday. 
because like you like you literally have like a foot to where we got to land the ball, and if you don't, you're, you're, it's disaster. And it's only like. 290 yards or something it's just perfect like the more you think about the golf course there's just and then there's the part i don't know what number it is so apologies but the par three just with the bunker in the middle of the green this golf course is fantastic yeah i, got the I love this place yeah, did i tell you the time i went there and I was, we were gambling like on players like during the round yeah 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 yeah, yeah and, like luke walton was gambling with us like it's yeah. just such fun like it's it's and you just it's a oh, man i wish they would have let me play there yeah, I love this place. This is but putting the majors away because they're just because of the hype and all that kind of stuff. They're usually above everything else. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite golf course that they play on an annual basis outside of Augusta National. Yeah, you see this golf course every single year, and it's always sick. It's just never disappoints. This place is incredible. And what makes it even better? Hmm. All of the top ten on the official World Golf Ranking is here. Dude, all I was looking them. through some all stuff. All of today. them. It was, it's, it's an unbelievable field as always. And man, it's like it. the it's like the players. It's like it's honestly the same field as the players. Yeah, this is like the first. This is the big event where you're like, okay, now it's serious. Like Tori's Tori's good, but it's not like Tori's a step below this because you do. It's the first time you get really good players there. But here, it's like okay, everyone's here. Yeah, like you look at the schedule now, and we even talked to this about a couple months ago. We were like, man, as soon as we get to Riviera, now we're here. Riviera, then we go to the Honda, which is PGA National, sick. Bay Hill, which I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sawgrass. Yeah. Then I think, what is it, Tampa the next week, which is still like a pretty good tournament. I don't mind Tampa. Then we get match play. Then we get Augusta. Like we're in a stretch of golf right now for the next two months. That is just insane. Yeah. So that's fun. Buckle up. Buckle up. So Riviera this week, all 10 of the top 10 players in the official World Golf Ranking here. That is incredible. The golf course, Riviera Country Club, par 71, 7,322 yards. Poa Greens, defending champion, Max Homa. Shout mm-hmm. out Max again. The weather is going to be gorgeous. I guess it's raining over there today. Uh, but for the rest of the week, highest percent chance of rain it gets is 2%. Temps in the high 60s, low 70s all week. Wind doesn't really get up. You remember, I forget, I think it was the year JB Holmes won. Remember, it was blown like 50 miles an hour and they uh, just yeah. couldn't play golf. They like, yeah. we have to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they, because it's they suspended it because of wind. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that before. They were like, it's literally blowing too hard. We can't play golf. Balls on the range were going backwards. They were yeah. getting up the air and then coming back. Insane. That's, <laughs> LA, like LA was beautiful last week. It was all in the high 80s and perfect. But February in LA is usually like the crabby month for weather. We've seen this tournament with that wind. We've also seen. This tournament, I think, only be fifty-four holes uh, one year. Like, uh, there's there's some times where like it's just rains all week this week, so it's good yeah. to see that it's gonna be good weather. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And down, this- it's down below in that valley too, so it's like you can get some winds through there. They're just like ridiculous. Yeah, but this week it's just in this golf course TV so well too that it's just gonna oh, be sunny. This is the first week like the guys are gonna be out in like quarter zips and like you get yeah. that fall golf scene. Oh my god. Oh god, I love yeah, this it's golf gonna tournament. be uh ESPN plus coverage is gonna be fantastic. I cannot wait. Uh turn it on 10 a.m. Bang, golf. Yeah. Uh key stats for the week. This is the ultimate ball striker golf course you need to be able to sh- shape your shots both ways you got to hit fairways you got to hit greens i think it was the second hardest green and regulation golf course last season on tour so short game is very important but this is the ultimate you just can't hit the fairway like you have to hit certain portions of the fairway and even some mm-hmm. guys are like i'd i'd rather be in the left rough than right fairway because of where the green is like that's how important yeah. it is it's the best golf course of ever there's a couple of great par fours on the back nine where like like it's pressure. It's like it feels like a U.S. Open course where like you got to hit like you said the right spot and then like you got to play right on the green because you you know I think Max had a long putt on 13 or 14 that long par four last last year and uh, like you got to be precise on this golf course. Yeah, it's incredible. So stroke team ball striking is going to be huge and then par fours gained when they uh, par fours 450 yards to 500 yards. Six of the 11 par fours at Riv play in that range. So you really got to be really good on longer par fours. It is a par 71 over 7,300 yards. So it is a little bit on the longer side. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Uh, course fit. You make fun of this every week. The t- top two courses. I don't know what they are, but number three is plantation at Kapalua where they just had the piece. Give me the first one. Give me the first course. Uh, nine bridges, which I believe. Oh yeah. Nine bridges. Nine bridges is in LA, isn't it? Or near LA. 
No, is that the first one? Where or, they have oh, or is Nine Bridges the uh, what am I thinking? Where they have that Phil course? Did they have that Phil Showdown course there? What what golf course is? Is it there a golf course in LA just called the Bridges? Uh, no, there's one down in uh, Carlsbad. I'm gonna freak out. Called, it, there's called. one Bridges something in California, whatever. But yeah. no, Nine Bridges. Now that I said it out loud, isn't that where JT won? The isn't that where they used to have the CJ Cup? I have no idea. Oh my god! I'm I, gotta right I gotta look. I gotta look it up. Nine Bridges Golf Course. It used to be called, wasn't it? Used to called like the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges. Oh, in South Korea. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's where it is. You're like, it's in LA, right? No, it's actually in uh, South Korea. Yeah. No, I mixed. I know. I mixed up. I mixed up. <laughs> Just mixed it. <laughs> I mixed up Nine Bridges and Bridges. Yeah. Now I gotta look this up because I gotta be right. The Bridges Golf, LA. No, there's no Bridges Golf in LA. The Bridges, uh, Santa Fe. Is that in California? No. Is that in California? <laughs> I'll take that. That's fine. The Bridges that ran, I knew I was right. I just got it all mixed up. That's fine. But yeah. number three is uh, Plantation Course. We all know that one. There you go. Kapalua. Kapalua. Uh Trending. Patrick Cantlay. I mm-hmm. mean, f- shit. Uh, last three starts, nine T4 second. Yeah, and then look back to what he did in the playoffs last year. Pretty, it's like, insane. Right I wrote playoffs. the last time that Patrick Cantlay finished outside the top 10 in a go- try to here we go. Trivia for you. The last time Patrick Cantlay finished outside the top 10 at a PGA tour event. Mm, uh, the US Open. Uh no, it was more recently than that. All right. That was a dramatic pause. I was, like, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking like a <laughs> I don't know why that took me so long to process. No, it was more recent than that. Uh, the PGA Championship. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he finished inside the top ten of there, but it was. Um, I think he's finished in the top ten like seven or eight starts in a row. Northern Trust in what was that? August, September. So it's been oh, a while. playoff event, right? Yeah, correct. And he, fi- you know, what he finished that <laughs> that week? Eleventh. Eleventh. <laughs> Damn. So he's playing good golf. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, number two, Hideki is slowly but i know he just won but he's also playing good golf since he won his last three starts first t30 t8 at the uh phoenix open yep number three is jt he has won but you know quietly t5 t20 t8 in his last three starts mm-hmm. percent chance to win john rom is number one at 8.4 can you can you guess number two uh dj Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. Number three is JT at 5.6%. Um, now I gotta now I gotta go up my app. Shout out Typico. Their app was up um upgrading this morning, so I couldn't pre-get the uh betting on. So you guys are gonna see me do a live. Thanks, not, Typico. Not written down. Shout out to shout out Typico. Uh let me find it. Let me find it. All right, here we go. John Rom plus nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Patrick Cantlay plus twelve hundred. DJ plus fifteen. Uh, JT is also at 15. Roy Macro is at plus 2,000. I already bet on that in my head. <laughs> Anytime I can get him at pl- over that, that's it. Hideki's also at two. So is Cameron Smith, Sander, and Colin Morikawa. Scotty Scheffler, plus 3,000. So is Victor, and so is Will Zalatoris. You don't hit Jordan until plus 4,000. And Brooks is also plus 4,000. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's Jordan. Jordan's number one here. I'm honestly kind of surprised that Brooks is that far. Because he he's played like decently here in the past. I, li- I liked Brooks last week too. He, he finished top ten last week too, right? He had a good week. He played yeah. like crap on Sunday, but he yeah, he played week. like crap on Sunday. He was right there after Saturday. Yeah. Uh, last week, let me go over uh, the card from last week real quick before we get into some guys we like this week. Last week, the card: Cash Bubble Watson top twenty plus one seventy five. Cash Xander top twenty. I probably could have got a little bit more risky with that. I don't know why I did Xander top twenty instead of ten, but we'll take it. Plus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler top twenty. Plus one thirty-five, and then we missed Henley, Corey Connors, and then our guy came back to the PGA Tour and he missed the cut. Who? Victor. Oh, I know, but I think he's missed the cut there. But I think he's over two there. Yeah, he doesn't play great. I just love him. Yeah, I love him this week. I love him this week too. He's on my list. I can't mm-hmm. get away from Victor. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, we cashed that outright at plus three thousand, so that's huge. We were up. 1.5 units on position plays last week and up 28 units on outrights overall 
up 8.79 units on position plays in 2022 and up 20.5 units on outright plays in 2022 for almost up 30 units in six weeks, seven weeks. I love it. Fire. Fire. Um, the first guy on my list for everybody, maybe new to the show and doesn't listen every week. When Roy <laughs> McIlroy is in the field on a PGA Tour event, I find a way to bet on him. So he's the first guy. I feel like you have Google uh, Calendar like alerts for you for every tournament that he plays on for every Tuesday of that week for you to go make your bets on Rory McIlroy. Yep. I just keep RoyMcIlroy.com open on my thing to make sure he's playing that week because he yeah. has a schedule on there. Uh, he actually has played uh, well recently. He was playing on the European slash uh, DP World Tour the last like month. T12 at Abu Dhabi HSB Championship. HSBC Championship. My brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And blanked out. <laughs> there was too much going on. And saying letters. Wow, that was crazy. And then he was third at Dubai Desert Classic, even though he had a chance to win and then mm-hmm. queefed a three wood into the water. And then that was it. Yeah. He's played well yeah. here before. He missed a cut here last season, uh, but had back to back top five finishes in 2020 and 2019. What, what do you have? What's your bet with him? Uh, I might probably put him on the outright card at plus 2,000. You don't get him a lot at plus 2,000. Oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but let me see. That's pretty good. I mean, that's insane value for him. Um, he's also plus money for a top 20. So you guys can, he's plus 110 for a top 20. That'll be on the card yeah. and him outright. Cause that's mm-hmm. crazy value for him. That's insane. So we take Roars. Yeah. Who's your first guy? I got so many guys. I was going up and down the odds. I was going up and down. I'm going to throw out a, I'm gonna throw oh, out this a, guy, this guy, yeah. this guy, this guy. Great. I'm gonna throw out a stunner to you. A stunner? You think yeah. you don't? Okay. Plus four twenty-five on this this guy to For miss top, the cut. To, to miss, miss the, the cut. cut. Justin Thomas. JT coming off back to back miss cuts here. Back to back miss cuts. He had a four stroke lead, I think, about third year, three years ago, and he blew it. And to JB Holmes. Think, he blew a lead to JB Holmes. Right. When so was the I last like, time you saw JB Holmes on a PGA tour TV coverage? A long time ago. Three Thank years. Three years. It takes forever to play. Like that was the tournament where everyone's like, "We need to kill JB Holmes. He takes too much time over the ball." That was that was the outrage on social media. It was like, <laughs> "We wouldn't mind if JB Holmes died." <laughs> yeah, it just takes too long. But I don't know. I feel like this tough of a course, and it just seems like I know JT's playing well, but I like that plus four twenty five to throw a little bit on there and see. I don't hate that. You know, I don't hate that. If he makes the cut, great. But if he misses it, you know, I don't hate that. What's the um, What's the first guy that you like this week to play well? Uh, Victor plus 3000 to win plus 115 top 20. Um, plus it's crazy. Like plus, you can get him plus odds at a top 20. I like him plus 260 on a top 10 mm-hmm. finished, uh, finished T five here last year. Um, as we all know, he's on a ridiculous hot streak. He's on a quite a heater T five here last week, last year t- shows me he can play well here last week. He didn't play, he didn't make the cup. But I, don't, I don't think he plays that course well anyways. So uh, with his game and his uh, jolly personality, I think I think the the viciousness of this course is perfect for him. Yeah, and it is funny. A golf course like this does a very good job, and it's told by the leaderboard every single year. This golf course separates the best players in the world from the guys that just aren't on their level. Right. So you got to think if Victor makes a cut, he's going to be somewhere up there just because he's one of the best players. What, third best mm-hmm. player in the world, I think, still? I mean, it might have changed since he missed the cut, but <laughs> insane. Uh, the next guy that I have on my list, we don't really talk about him that much, even though he's one of the more handsome people on earth. Am Scott. Oh, yeah. Stunning. I mean, the dudes that smoke. Finished, uh, where did he finish last year? season here? 38th, which I mean, not great, but won it in 2020. So he's coming back defending champion. That can sometimes be hard. Finished inside, I think he was 7th in 2019. He has two top 10 finishes on the DP World Tour so far in the last like month. Uh, played okay last week in the at the Phoenix Open, just couldn't get the putter going. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. he's a terrible putter, but annually one of the better ball strikers on tour. He's incredible tee to green. So if we can just get him with an okay putter for the week, I like mm-hmm. Adam Scott again. I did all my notes before odds came out, so I don't know what he is for a top twenty. Uh, one seventy that will be also be going on the card. He was on the No Laying Up podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said that this tournament is like one of the one of his favorites of the year. He like also lo- he just loves so, the place. Yeah, so yeah, I like I like that mojo going into it. Let me go. Oh, I opened a podcast from that guy instead of a sheet. Hold on. Shout out, um, shout out, quick shout out to Tap It In on Twitter. I read your sheet all the time if you're listening to this, buddy. Thanks, Tap It In. Um, 
Where are you? Yeah, I mean, so he was Adam Scott, 38th last year, won it in 2020, 7th in 2019, 11th in 2017, second in 2016, 10th in 2013. Like it's he just really likes this place. Yeah. So I'll ride that's, with it. That's a good bet. Yeah. Uh, we never talk about Dustin Johnson, but we did earlier today because this is his tournament. And I'm thinking about a suicide pool. If you want to, if you want to use a big player, this is one of the tournaments to do it because there's a lot of, there's a lot more. I think the winner gets over 2 million in this one. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's 2.1 mil or something. I had Finau last year in this one. He finished in that second in the playoff to max. And I think he got like 1.1 million. So imagine losing and getting a million dollars. You didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. So this tournament feels like one of those where you have where you should use a big player, and not fear of like you know saving him for the for the majors. So I'm going to take Dustin Johnson, and I think I'm going to take Dustin Johnson in my suicide pool this week. It's an easy, it's a safe bet. It's nothing sweet. It's a it's a chalk bet, but uh, it just feels like too we haven't seen Dustin. Like it feels like one of these is one of those weeks where Dustin just come out and be like, hey, you guys remember me? I'm up by six on Sunday. You know, like correct. Kind of like oh yeah, you're really we're due really for one. DJ player. hasn't done that to us in a long time. I feel yeah. like it's been like a year and a half since we've had, oh, DJ's really good at golf. Yeah, like was, we, we're so high on Cantlay, Rom, um, like all these players have been doing all these great things in the last like six months. And Dustin Johnson could be like, oh, yeah, I, I can do that too. Remember that, guys? Like, oh, yeah, you win every year, once a year. I add DJ on my list too. The only tour event he's played so far in 2022, Farmers tied for 25th. So like not great, but also like fine. Dustin, yeah, I, don't, I don't feel like Dustin needs to do like his finishes at this golf tournament starting in 2014. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Second, second, fourth, first, 16th, ninth, 10th, eighth. Yeah. And that's where my value comes in in a suicide pool. <laughs> so it's probably a lot of people are going to take him, but whatever you're going to, you just want to stockpile picks or I mean, stockpile points early in the season. So, uh, and with him at the very least, you're looking at a top 15 finish. Probably you can probably yeah. bank on, you'll get a top 15 out of DJ this week. Yeah. So I'm going DJ in my suicide pool. Love that. So yeah, he was on my list too. Another guy. Mm-hmm. This is who, when you think of the travelers championship, what's the first name that comes to your head? Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. He's won this tournament three times too. One time, one, one morning on a Thursday morning, when I went out to this tournament. I followed DJ and, um, Bubba were in the same group. And it was just like the shots, the tee shots they were hitting were so. I don't know if there's somebody on earth that I just feel joy watching hit a golf ball than Bubba Watson. Just like, yeah. how do you do that? Sound it makes like his like you could stand behind these tee boxes and like there there weren't a ton of people following. It was an early Thursday morning round, so like you could stand like right on the, and it just it was like prime viewing. Like, okay, where's he gonna go with this one? Like, oh my god, he's going way over there. And like. And it's like, where did it end up? Middle of the fairway. Like, how does he do? His feet are flying everywhere. Yeah, the feet are the weirdest thing because his feet are almost just like he's standing there. The, yeah. His feet don't even help alignment. He's just like, no, I just got to stand here and I'll do it all with my upper body. It's one of the, if you've never watched Bubba Watson play in person and you go to a tournament, go watch Bubba Watson, like at the range. Even. Amazing. It's incredible. It's and crazy. we uh, we talked about him last week because the week before in Saudi Arabia, he'd lost to Varner on that yep. major putt. And we were concerned about his uh, traveling from Saudi Arabia to Phoenix, but he still he played pretty well last yeah, week. Yeah, top 20 top at 10. Scottsdale. Top 20, yeah, he was up there at the top 10 going into Sunday, I think. I was all Super Bowl out. I, I don't know, but I know he was near the top. Yeah, and he's... Let me look at it real quick. He's also plus 170 for a top 10. So if you just take Adam Scott and Bubba Watson both to come in the top 20, I don't know if there's a way that neither of them do. So you're going to win money probably regardless. Yeah. You so keep plus going. 170 you're... him for him is crazy. You keep going. You're on fire. I'm, I'm, um, you're... What's the one word I used to describe this tournament a minute ago? Ball striking. Mm-hmm. When you think two, ball those striking. Are, those are you, two words. Those are two words, actually. Put a hyphen in there. Ball striking. <laughs> one, <laughs> what's one word I describe this tournament? Really ball fun to striking. watch. Really fun to watch. <laughs> Seven words. Oh, whatever. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm on a roll. Just let me go. Who who lost in a playoff in his last appearance? Who ball strikes the hell out of the golf ball? Who ball strikes the hell out of his golf ball? Andy. Lost the playoff. Luke who might wait to win for the first time? I won't stop betting on him. Who did Luke List beat that in that thing? The Tory. Man, my brain is mush. I don't know. Who you got? Willie Z, baby. Oh, Willie Z. You don't want to do this to yourself. Willie Z. You're going to keep saying don't do it. It happened with Scotty. (laughs) Where Scotty was the third straight first time winner on tour. 
Make it four straight. Willie Z. Willie Zalatoris. Willie Zalatoris. His last start, he had COVID, so hopefully that mm-hmm. didn't impact him that much. We don't have kind of insider information like that. No. I wish we did. Last start was a playoff loss. He was right there. He finished 15th here last season. I said it before the Farmers. He plays better at hard golf courses. Yeah. And this just, when you picture Riviera and the Genesis, this just looks like a tournament Will's going to win at some point. Like he just, his game fits it here. So Mm -hmm. I like him again. I I think he's plus 150 for a top 20, um, plus 140 for a top 20. I don't know what he is to win. Let me see it. Let me find it real quick. It's the same thing with Scotty. I just don't want to be plus 3,000 to win. I feel like I just have to bet on him every start until he wins, and then I can finally be off of it. Well, you've been hot right now, so stick with Willie Z. I can't wait to see his putter being back in action. Oh, at Riviera too at POA. That's gonna be yeah. sick. Actually, if any putting surface is gonna like even out the field with putting, it's gonna be POA where like by the end of the day it just like a carpet and bumps and everywhere. Is, is Phil playing this week in this one? I hope not. A- Amen, Amen, uh <laughs> did you see Amon's tweet this morning? Yeah. Hilarious. Amon's the best. Oh, when he clicked on yeah, he was clicking all uh, the guys around Phil and all their PGA Tour <laughs> profiles were popping up. <laughs> and then he clicked on Phil and said, like, Safari can't open this page or something. Yeah. He's the best. I don't, I hope not. I don't, I feel like Phil I wouldn't. No, I don't see his name in there. Yeah. You got anybody? I got a couple more. Yeah, give me more. I'm out. I got more. Uh, let's see. Uh, we talked about DJ. You talked about Victor, Willie Z. A couple of guys, uh, maybe not at the very top of the board that mm-hmm. a lot of people are looking at, but just a couple of guys that just are really good at golf. Uh, Cameron Smith yep, is another guy. Two top six finishes here in the last four years. I think he's his most recent. I think he finished fourth last year, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Hasn't made the start since his Sony, which I don't love. Haven't seen him in like over a month. He missed a cut there. Obviously, he won the week before over John Rahm yep. at the TOC. Funny enough. With all the gigantic names in this field, Data Golf actually has Cameron Smith with the fourth best percentage chance to win this week. Damn. So Data Golf really likes Cam Smith. Again, I, I hate that I don't have the odds pre-done. Now I just got to keep my... Uh, obviously, Vegas does too. He's plus 2,000 to win. So he's the same as Rory, Xander. He's over Victor, over Scotty, over Will, over Brooks, over Jordan. So they like Cameron Smith too. Which is kind of crazy. Out, yeah, I just sent out a text to Chris Perron to see if he can tell me who Jeff Jeff uh, Clark likes this week. I love hopefully, that. Hopefully, he can get back to me in a hurry because I, I would love that. to see if Cameron Smith maybe start thinking that way. He's like, yeah, uh, lower down there. Who, like you said, he said oh. he was like, yeah, just almost dropped my. Yeah, jeez. He said he was uh, like uh, his stats. Like he could be like one of those guys on his um, on his spreadsheet. Yeah, and the thing about and another thing about Riviera that is. A li- makes me a little weary about uh, Victor. Is mm. this is one of the tournaments of the year where short game like legitimately matters because yeah, yeah. it's so hard to hit greens of regulation at this golf course that you you need to get up and down a lot. And mm-hmm. man, does Victor make me nervous when he has a wedge? Yeah. When I was Remember watching we- him at the Phoenix Open, every time he had to get up and down, he's hitting off a tight lie. It made me like uncomfortable, like almost the same feeling like with Will with this putter. Like, I just, yeah, I'm ready for a chunk. Some scoop chips. Yeah, just gross. Oh, <laughs> God. Just bad. Just Imagine being that good at golf, golf, too, and knowing that, like, you have a scoop chip in you. Or, like, you, you, you could you could do that, like, at a key moment. Which, what would you rather be, like, your problem? You can't hit a four-footer or, like, you, you're not comfortable with a wedge for, uh, well, next I, to the green? I know, I know what that feels like. With a putter? No, with a wedge around the green. Oh, you put me gross. in a sand trap, I'm... More, I can get it out of sand trap all the time. You put it next to the sand trap in the grass. I like, I'm the worst, like 16 handicapper when my ball's in the air. I'm like, get in the trap, sounding like a pro. Just I, want, I don't want to hit it out of the grass. You'd be, you, you honestly, from me teaching for a little bit, not that long, obviously, but you know, a couple months here and there, uh, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many amateurs actually don't mind the sand and it would yeah. rather head out of the sand than like a tight fairway lie. Yeah, I have no, I have no bad thoughts going into the trap. Where like I tight, love the tight, a tight fairway lie or like in the rough off the green, I'm like you. You suck at golf. You should never even <laughs> gotten up suck. this morning. 
You should. Why do you even have? Why do you drive for the golf course this morning? Yeah, all these people you're playing with hate your guts because, and they should because you stink at this. <laughs> and that's uh, why you hit crappy shots. Yeah. yeah. What was going through your head there, Andy? Well, you don't want to know. Nothing good. <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, and then the last name, which I don't know if you would have thought about this guy, or maybe you did because you're a genius. The last mm-hmm. guy that I have on my list, Fitzy. Oh, you I, love going Fitzy last I love guy. going All every every once in All a while. Time. I sprinkle in Fitzy <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. I yeah. liked him at Pebble Beach. He played well at Pebble Beach. Finished 30th year in 2020, fifth last year. In 2022, on tour, T6 at Pebble, T10 at Scottsdale. So he's playing good golf. This is another guy. Just to, when you th- when I think about Matty Fit, I just think of like a grinder. When he's not yeah. playing well, he's going to shoot around even par because his putter is so good. He has a fantastic mm-hmm. short game. So the last guy I'm looking at, Matty Fitz, I think he's right around fourth plus four thousand a win. I think. So Vegas yeah. obviously likes him too because he's usually more around like plus five thousand, plus six thousand mm-hmm. um, for a top twenty for Fitzy is plus 162 so he's actually better than adam scott and bubba watson which is wild wow. the, the biggest value for a top 20 pick that i'm looking at right now just live looking at the odds and mm-hmm. i cannot believe we haven't mentioned his name oh my god who max homa i don't like defending champs you don't like defending champs nope let me look at uh he played well last week in phoenix he did like he played what he was kind of in the mix in phoenix a little bit mm-hmm. 37th in 2019 fifth in 2020 defending champion you are correct defending champion is hard like now he's known as like love and riviera or whatever yeah but for a top 20 at plus 200 oh top 20 yeah plus top 20 i'm not gonna get yeah i'm not gonna maybe get get him to win but top yeah, 20 like defending champ plus 200 yeah i don't mind defending champ and i haven't bet on max in a while i need a yeah. max you're on fire right now like these guys should be calling you asking you to, to place bets on them i'm gonna when we start talking to some of these guys i'm gonna let them know that yeah but yeah, I don't know how it just popped in my head to talk about Max for the first time this entire show, but I'll take Max for a top 20, probably a plus 200. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, last year we know, we know that he grew up in LA and like this thing meant everything to him. So to get that win was huge. Now can he get back up again for, you know, this is like his favorite, I think even over Augusta, this is his favorite golf course in the world is. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you grow up in LA and you know about Riviera and like you get to play it, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything it would it's it's of the dream of a lot of LA players, including yeah. myself. Like so Max, yeah, right. Max uh coming off a T fourteen, he was T fifteen at the TOC, which is on average like a top thirty finish, probably if you're like a normal mm-hmm. field event. Uh missed yeah. the cut at the farmers insurance open. He struggled at the north course, but he still shot two under. Yeah. But missed the cut because the the cut there was what three or four under. Uh yeah, so he's playing pretty good, going to a golf course that he really feels comfortable at. So top twenty, that feels that's twenty is good. Yeah. I like your bets this week as always. Yeah, we like that. Uh, so my card will be coming out Wednesday just because I like to let it digest a little. Yeah. Let me sleep on it a little. Let me get my inside information for my, my sources. Golf, look at tapped in on Twitter. Yeah, all my sources. I can't wait for this week, though. I love Riviera so much. Yeah. Hopefully that the PGA Tour will be able to protect the guys this week. Hopefully the protection is up. Guys will be able yeah. to take drops that are in the rule book and not complain about it because they fucked up the rules these themselves. Guys, these guys are out there playing a very dangerous sport, and the and tour needs to be, to be there for them. Could you yeah. imagine if Charlie Hoffman had to hit through beer cans on 16? Because oh man, unbelievable! It's crazy that the PGA Tour let that happen. So it's just, I just hope their 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 security is enforced this week, and, and they're going to help these players feel safe. Scumbag league, Scumbag yeah. League. Because if not, you know, Saudi Arabia is right over there. And Saudi Arabia is dying for Charlie Hoffman to come over there and play. Dying for Charlie Hoffman <laughs> to play for Saudi Arabia. Hey, do you think Charlie Hoffman will ever come play over here? We'll have to wait and see, son. Okay. I also th- think it's very funny to go back on Charlie Hoffman for one second to pick on him more. Mm-hmm. He said that the Saudi League is like a real threat to the PGA Tour. I think that's laughable. Yeah. Peter, do you see Peter Costas' tweet today about the Saudi League? No. He was like, "Is I'm trying to figure out are people upset that like there's are they hurt that there's a new league just trying to compete against the PGA Tour or are they mad because of like the Saudi Arabia uh, influence on it?" It's like, "What?" <laughs> well, yeah. he, no, he, he goes, "He's like, what if Switzerland had their what if Switzerland was trying to create a league?" He was like, "That's a lot different than Saudi Arabia." Yeah. He is one of the dumbest <laughs> people on earth, though. Like Peter Costas <laughs> is one of the dumbest people on earth. 
And he's like, honest question. I just don't know. Like, yeah, if it was Switzerland, yes, it would be a lot different. A hundred percent. You idiot. Idiot. God damn. <laughs> like, I was like, is it like the chopping room. off heads thing or is it just yeah. like a rival? What's the big deal? About? So I, I was one of those where there's already some replies. I'm like, these replies better be what I think they are. Each one was like, <laughs> you're asking a rhetorical question. You know what you're talking about? What's wrong with you? No, I'm just trying to clear things up here in my brain. Shut up, Peter Costas. Yeah. You get to watch golf this week. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. And uh, they'll show lots of views of uh, my former city that I was just in. So I love, I love everything about it. Yep. So I think that's it. Do you have anything else to get off your chest before we're out of here for the day? No, I want to go to sleep. That's all I want to do now. I'm tired. Well, it's post-Super Bowl nap. I feel that. Yeah. I got to go get another cup of coffee because I just started work. It's yeah, one o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday. I got a late shift tonight, folks. Mm-hmm. That's all we got for you this week. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, shout out to you, you guys. Enjoy the golf this weekend. Enjoy Riviera. It's one of the best weeks of the year, and uh, we will recap it all and preview oh, the Honda next week, oh, which wait, is exciting because we're about to go to Florida. Let's hold on for just a second. Did you get a live? Did we get a live reply on who that guy likes? He's given me. Chris just gave me. Oh, he just connected the two of us in a group chat. Oh my God. Uh, golf predictions this week. Question mark, question mark, question mark. All right, hold on. We're going to drag out the show until we can get an answer if it's in the next couple minutes. All right, it's 118 right now. Why 120? Come on. Come on, Jeff. Who do you got? We need this a live, we need a live reaction. I, you should see my should we, I, should we guess? I, should we guess who he has? I got to go. I think it's going to be maybe Adam Scott. I'm going to guess. It's based on like models and stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Stats, mo- like, I, I don't know what model told him that. Uh, Tom Hoagie was the guy to pick. He's actually like Tom Hoagie. It it sucks because I was never going to bet on Tom Hoagie. I never looked up his name, but apparently like he was playing well and has played well there before. So yeah. if his model is bringing that into account. Um, I, it might be Sam Burns. People forget that Sam Burns probably should have won last year and then choked on the last couple right. holes. There's the last couple of holes in this course, like that par three, then the Brutal. par five, 17th is like when he, it's a, it's a tough bird. Yeah. He got a birdie that hole. And then you have the 18th drive where you can get into trouble. Uh, that 15, 14 combo, the 10th hole is a par five where you got to score. It's easy to score on. And then it, like that 11th hole that goes back, it's got like the trees in the middle and you got to like go right to the trees yeah. or you can end up in the barranca or whatever That's they call one of it. My, um, I think one of my favorite holes on that golf course is five. Where you can't hit driver because it's like that. Uh, oh it's like yeah, over, yeah. It's like a it's drop that, off or whatever. Oh my yeah. god, I love that hole. I watched like I always think of Nick Watney on that hole because I was randomly watching his group come through, and he had this like low skitter of a chip from like there, and it's like stop, like bounce, bounce, stop. I'm like, that is a, that was one of the prettiest shots. That's ever. one of the that's one of the coolest shots to watch in person. The pro make is like when you think it's going to go 30 feet past the pin, all of a sudden it just legitimately just, stops right next to the hole. That's the coolest shot you can watch in person. All right, I think we got to go. Looking at the odds real quick, real quick, stretch out another 30 seconds. Yeah. Another guy that I'm obsessed with betting on, he's plus nine thousand, probably really good value for a top 20. Another California kid, Mav. I have no idea if he's ever played well here before, ever, but. Math. I love betting on math. I'm going to look him up real quick and then we can go. Come on. Come on, Jeff Clark. What are you doing? We I'll tweet. To I'll t- uh, when I tweet out the episode, I'll, uh, I'll um, tag him and if you can get his pick in time. Uh, T33 at 18 T Pebble Beach, top 30 at the Farmers, top 30 at the Sony. Uh, if he has a top 20 here in the last couple of years, I'm going to bet on Mav too. It might just be my guys this week. I'm going to bet on Rory Max. Uh, Mav and Victor. All right. He has replied. I'll let you know. We will tweet out. In one attempt, Mav missed the cut last year. We'll tweet out this secret pick. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so that's it, guys. Enjoy the golf this weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Be safe, everybody.